Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Fireside Chat on 86.5 The Vibe. This is your boy, Jackie C. And Shade. Welcome to the Fireside Chat. Let's chat, shall we? How are you doing today, Shade? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Lots of lots of cover songs for my band I'm working on. Lots of students. Everything's going pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I broke my vow about college football, but I don't feel bad about it because today <laughs> was an amazing day. We'll oh, talk that's good about to hear. That some later. But um, I started out my day actually at the SATs. I was proctoring. Well, I was a like watch person basically, so I got to like sit out with the other watch people and we got to chat and um we started talking about the fireside chat and they asked me why are we called that Hmm. and i thought a lot of people might want to know so um during one of our most chaotic times in u.s history the great depression fdr started his own fireside chat and every single night he would go and he would talk to Americans and sometimes it was small things like he would read you know a story for like you know children you know you and your kids could sit by and listen to the president read a story and uh, I'm not the president or anything but you know I hope when you listen you know you feel a sense of calm and you know we're your virtual roommates we're here for you And, um, so I kind of thought about it like that. And, um, so I like the historical side of it, but then we also just, you know, thinking about in the sense of, you know, your virtual roommates, that concept, uh, you know, you come home from a long day, it's me, shade and you sitting by the fireside chatting. And so, um, speaking of that, we want to chat with you all. I actually got asked about guests on the show and we actually we're working on getting the phone lines up as soon as possible so we're hoping to have that start in november um but yeah with that being said you all know how we start in october shade how do we start in october two sentence two sentence horror so this one is by the alligator one 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 on reddit And he said, he or she said, roses are red, violets are blue. The driver didn't see the push coming, and neither did you. Think about that the next time you're on the metro. Isn't that right, Shade? (laughs) Creepy. That'll get you. I'm always scared. Like, I always sit, like, way back. Like, I'm like, if you're going to, like, you're going to have to carry me and throw me over if you're going to push me in front of a train but that's just me um and some folks are different some folks don't really have that fear so i hope i just spread that fear to all of you i am terrified and then house of cards have you seen house of cards i actually haven't is it good Ah, it's good but um when frank put uh i guess i can't say anything just know that the metro can be a dangerous place okay (laughs) like that that's the point that doesn't bode well the quote of the day, you all know how we normally start. The quote of the day, um, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift, that's why they call it the present. Bill Keen. 
And um, the reason I, I chose that one today, the reason we chose that one today was because when I was talking with the, you know, the other adults, they were talking about the best time of their life. And I told them, you know, you think back on a lot of times nostalgically, but you can live in this moment nostalgically. You know what I'm saying, Shane? Like you can enjoy this moment and make this moment the best moment of your life. You just have mm-hmm. to appreciate it for what it has and, you know, try not to focus on, you know, the things that you might not like so much. I think that's fair. I think that's 100% fair. So uh, our news item of the day, Shade, do you, uh, you want to share? Well, so Biden has been noted in stating that we, as the American voters and the public, do not actually deserve to know. That's right. We don't deserve to know his stance on packing the Supreme Court. Terrifying news. It's really bad. It's a really bad gaffe. And I told you all, that's why, you know, you can't count Trump out. I told you, I I don't know that I, I don't know if Biden, like, I don't, I don't know who his people are, who's advising him what to say. The answer to packing the Supreme Court is no, we're not going to do that. In 2016, a lot of you know you made a mistake because you made the right choice in 2018. And that's why Democrats took the House. The mistake you made in 2016, some of you all, we're all going to have to live with for a little while. And um, we're actually on our next episode going to, you know, go into ACB and go into her past rulings, you know, read some of the things she said. We're not going to try to selectively quote. We're really going to try and present her in, you know, the most fair light uh, possible and try and, you know, gauge her stances, you know, for you all. But, um, yeah, when it comes to court packing, you have to think there's a bunch of moderates, a bunch of independents. And then, you know, that whole Lincoln Republican log cabin, whatever they're called, the Lincoln Project, they uh, they're Republicans. They're voting for Biden. There's a bunch of them. Condoleezza Rice, uh, the Bush family, bunch of famous people, Colin Powell, John Kasich and all these people. You think they're still going to support Biden if he's packing the court or says he's going to pack it? That's just a bad gaffe. The voters don't deserve to know. The voters deserve to know whatever the voters think they should know. And so he gets asked in an interview, don't the voters deserve to know? And he cuts it off saying, no, they don't deserve. I'm not going to play his game. He'd love that to be the discussion instead of what he's doing right now. But the tough matter of facts are Democrats made that discussion when that was the response, Republicans said we're going to pack the, or Republicans said we're going to nominate ACB, we're going to fill RGBC, you know, we're not going to wait for an election, we're going to, you know, essentially be hypocrites in the words of Lindsey Graham, using their words against them, and uh, and the Democrat response was, you know, we're going to use every quiver in our arrow, and so you know, the response the. A lot of Democrats said, you know, and it wasn't even a unified response, to be fair. Some Democrats say, pack the court. Some Democrats say, get rid of the filibuster entirely. But at the end of the day, there is no unified Democratic response. 
and by it's on Biden to create the unified Democratic response. You're the nominee now. Lead. Lead, brother. And so I just don't know about that boy Joe. I just don't know about Joe. Um that's just me. But how so, how is Donald Trump doing anyway? He's being Donald Trump. So he's he's not doing himself any favors either, to be fair. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where, like I saw in the last episode, Americans after that vice presidential debate are probably really wishing that the two of them were at the top of their respective tickets. Yeah, seriously. And I think even, like, when you go, like, across the aisle, like, I think if you asked, like, a Republican Kamala Harris or Joe Biden, a lot of them would say that they don't believe Joe Biden is cognitively fit for office. They believe he's <laughs> lost a step. No, I mean, he, he will be 78 when he's sworn in. I mean, when you're 78, you're not, you know, as, as quick as you are when you were 55. I mean, you probably weren't as, or aren't as quick as you are at 55 as you were when you were 40. I mean, it's just, it, it, it is what it is, you know. The sun, your sun, as far as your life goes, it goes up, it hits a peak, and then it sets. And then, hmm. so yeah, I mean, like I said. So they'd probably say Kamala Harris. If you ask Democrats at this point, they would see it. They would say that at least Mike Pence is stable and he's not, you know, going to embarrass America on a, on an international level. They would say, you know, they would say he's not a jerk. I mean, he holds the dignity of the office. Like I will never get over for the life of me. Trump saying Debbie Dingell's husband, was in hell. I just cannot get over that. Like saying somebody dead and we all know someone who's died and they weren't perfect. But to hear that, like, come on, Democrat, Republican, we just, it's just unacceptable. Like truly. Um, but yeah, shade. So, uh, we got a big question in big question. Everybody's been waiting. A lot of people have been waiting for this, and we tried to put it off as long as we could. But Shade, they want to know what we think about defunding the police. Did the producers approve this? Uh, the producers aren't here right now, so we're going to do what we want to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. The producers are sleeping. I see you have that bottle over there, so it's obvious <laughs> yeah, you're, I might it's obvious you're well taking some liberties. It. So... Um, so defunding the police you might as well take a swig before you start yeah i know right well let me just let me start off by saying it's something that we've actually kind of said before but i mainly disagree with the phrasing of the well the phrase itself defund the police i i think some people hear it and they go that means get rid of the police and everyone knows we can't do without the police. That's ridiculous. We need emergency response people, and police are a member of that. We need that. But defund the police, to, to put it into simple terms, is basically allocating some of the money that goes into the police and putting it into programs that are actually better designed to help emergency situations, especially the ones that... So, you know, basically the big thing is Black Lives Matter. If we had 
people, uh, police officers, or at least people who were affiliated with police officers, go to a situation first and make sure you know they didn't need lethal force in any way. They didn't need arresting. They didn't need anything like that. They actually handled the social aspect of the job first. We would be fine, and you'd see fewer death. You would see fewer arrests, I'm sure, and more problems would get actually solved. Uh, and that's what defund the police really is. It's not defund the police, but reallocate money from the police to social programs. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, That with said, you. I think that we should do exactly that. So I'm with you in the sense, I think defunding the police is an okay book with a bad title. But I disagree with defunding the police, unfortunately. And I know a lot of folks at home are like, dang, they didn't want to hear that. But um, no, the truth be told, uh, the American police, and you got to understand it began as it, the first police in America was just a slave patrol. So police have enforced slavery, Jim Crow, they waged the war on drugs as well as, you know, they have a history of cracking down on peaceful protests. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when I look at their history, I, I notice two things. I notice one, they have a long and extensive history of enforcing bad laws. And that long and extensive history means that a lot of the issues between police and peoples of color, they're not just going to be solved overnight. Um, even if we make changes to the system. Uh, and then the second thing that I notice is uh, these are like orders given to police officers by the people we elected in office, be it, mayors governors the laws that they're enforcing are written by legislative branches like no police officer wrote jim jim crow they just enforced uh corrupt laws and i know that people would say well that's why they say a cop uh all cops are bad but all cops don't have to be bad if we elect better people who make better laws for them to enforce for example, if you legalize marijuana, police don't have to arrest people for marijuana anymore. It is what it is. That's just the truth. Another unfortunate truth as far as defunding the police goes is, and it's a really unfortunate one, is, you know, homicide rates disproportionately affect communities of color. And um, the single greatest death the single greatest cause of death for young black males between the ages of 18 and 35 is homicide. President Barack Obama said that in 2016. It's probably the reason that 81% of African Americans will arguably don't necessarily agree with defunding the police. According to a Gallup poll, 61% want the same amount of police presence and 20% want more policing. Actually, um, and so I decided I wanted to look, you know, around the world. I'm a huge believer in if you got a problem, you should look at your neighbor, right? 
If I say, why is my grass brown and everyone else's grass is green, that's because they're watering it. Maybe I should water my grass. Or if my power is out, but everybody else's power is on, maybe I should, you know, flip the fuse or pay the light bill. Who knows? So I decided I wanted to look around the world and see if other people were having this problem. Shade, you remember where I was, uh, where I was from before I moved to the United States? Germany. And that is just the country I chose. So I found a man named Ralph Grunwald. He does comparative criminal law in German, and he has a German law degree, but he teaches comparative criminal law now at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And he was talking about the differences in policing uh, in Germany. And he was talking about how American police officers are significantly less trained than their counterparts. I know a lot of people don't want to talk about training, but just hear me out. German police can't lie during an interrogation. German police are required to act in a disproportionate manner. They're not allowed to kneel on necks or do chokeholds or shoot at fleeing suspects. Uh, they're going beyond the limits of reasonable discretion is illegal. And uh, the German police are actually highly regulated. The German citizens actually have a legal path to challenge any police actions. And that can be as trivial as the command they gave you you can say yeah i didn't they said i had to move my car and i didn't like it but i wanted to focus in on that training portion because in germany in america police are trained for 21 weeks in 21 weeks what are you going to focus on the bare minimum how to survive the job and enforce the law america is a dangerous place i'm going to get to that later but um so the American average is 21 weeks. In Germany, it's two and a half to four years. That's 130 to 208 weeks. Think about that for a minute. Some folks in Germany are in school to become a police officer 10 times as long as American police officers. Our people... They, they, a lot of folks don't want to hear it's training, but think about what I'm telling you. You have to, how long do you have to go to school to practice law, but you can enforce it in just 22 weeks? Come on, guys. Like, that's a no brainer. Like, so I looked at Germany stats and Germany has had 529 police killings since 1952. America's had 621 people killed by the police in 2019 alone. Now, wow. Obviously, you got to adjust per capita. And so per capita, since 1952, Germany has had 2,090 police killings. America has had 2,625 since 2015. I think defunding the police is going to result in less training. I think it's going to result in less of, I think it's going to result in less community outreach. But what I'm looking for with my solutions are things like restorative justice and alternatives to incarceration and the demilitarizing the police. I'm looking at crisis intervention and de-escalation training, community engagement, holistic collaborative services. I'm looking at I'm looking for accountability. I'm going to get into that too in a sec. So globally America spends less on social programs than most. I agree with funding social programs more. But uh, 
we spend more on policing per capita than any other than any other country than Luxembourg. And this is in the uh, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. The for, we're also first in spending as a percent of our total government expenditures at 5.3%. So that's looking across all state, local, and federal budgets. And so uh, I noticed some things. There were some things I wanted to, you know, just let you know for some background on the differences between us and Germany. And this is when you talk about investing in the social programs and whatnot. Germany has, first and foremost, Germany has 25% more police officers per capita. Everything I'm about to say is adjusted per capita. So they have 25% more police officers, but they spend less. So what that's telling me is they're hiring more people, they're training them more, but they're spending less on arming them. So that's when we talk about demilitarizing the police. In the U.S., we have five times the murder rate. We have three times the rate of reported rapes. We have 10 times higher murders per firearm. And Americans are 2.7 times more likely to own a gun. We have twice as many robberies. We have eight times as many prisoners. We have 14 times as many child murderers. And we have twice the prisons per capita. So there are some differences between us and Germany as well um, that should definitely be taken into account. However, you all, you know, want to take it into account. Like I said, I think the solution is better training, potentially more police, uh, but better training, better community outreach. Like there should be a day where like police go to schools and like they bring donuts to the class, like every school in America. And they talk to like little elementary school kids about like what it is, what it's like to be a police officer in case they want to grow up to be a police officer. But then just like, hey, if you ever interact with a police officer, like we're not trying to do this. We're not trying to do that. You know, if you're cool with us, we'll try and be cool with you. Like, uh, you know, when you I remember my driver's ed teacher told everybody in the class, black, white, Hispanic, everybody said when the cops stop you, roll all four of your windows down, turn the lights on in your car so they can see everything, get your driver's license and your registration, all that, put it on your on your uh, your dashboard and then put your hands on the steering wheel and just chill out. And like I said, I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and blame people the police are shooting them you know it i'm like i said i'm gonna go and like i'm gonna stick to the idea that if police were better trained they'd be doing better stuff and as a matter of fact when i was looking across the world i found out that uh, in england when we talk about accountability they have an inspector general of police so like they would have like a branch in their justice department that's not what it's called it's called something else but I called it the inspector general of police because that's probably what we would call it in America. But it's like the queen something something. It's You have to look it up. But it keeps a registry of officers. It keeps all their records on file. So anytime they've registered a complaint, if they've been fired, like they're permanently like dismissed. And it keeps track of all of that. But then it also is in charge of the college of policing. And so Germany, there's actually a college of policing too. Where, like I said, you go for two to point, you go for to two and a half 
to four years and they learn everything. Like they learn how to deal with domestic violence. They learn how to uh, learn. They learn how to disarm people with lethal weapons. I found out without like shooting them. Think about that for a minute. They're learning how to not shoot people who are armed. And we're over here shooting people who are unarmed. They learn how to deal with people with autism. Like how to handle that. Like we've had problems with that around here. I saw a sign the other day where someone had up and it said an autistic man lives here. He's not going to hurt you. Please. Like he's an African-American man. Like if you come like your police, like please don't hurt him. And I thought that was just the saddest thing. And then they, they also learn another fun fact is they learn how to deal with suicide attempts. Like if you're talking about hurting yourself, they actually, they're trained to deal with that. And so we call our police officers heroes and they are, but let me tell you over there, their police officers are superheroes. Like they're dealing with any and everything. When you dial 911, there's nothing they're not trained to handle. And so people talk about defunding the police and police aren't trained to handle this. They would be if that's what we wanted to happen. And so all the things that I talked about, better training, stuff like that, it's not going to happen overnight. Think about what we talked about. Police have been around. And it, uh, it's not going to you know, change things necessarily overnight. And I understand that every life lost is a life that was worth living and it was somebody's and they deserved it. But like I said, it's, we've had this policing problem since the days of slavery and that's 400 years. And now we're trying to solve a 400 year problem in one night. And that's just unrealistic. But I noticed, you know, globally speaking, chokeholds are banned everywhere in Europe. I couldn't find a country where it wasn't. And as a matter of fact, officers, I found out in Finland and Norway, officers are actually required to ask for permission to shoot if possible. So before like you can shoot, you got to say permission to engage and they got to say, all right, permission granted. In Spain, you have to fire a warning shot before you fire a real shot. So you got to fire a shot into the air and then fire a real shot in Spain. Isn't that crazy? And then, you know, I found out, you know, people talk about abolishing the police. And it doesn't mean abolishing them for good. It just means disbanding them for a time and bringing in a whole set of new officers under a whole new training program and regime. It turns out that happened in the country of Georgia. It worked out pretty well. It worked out well for them. And I found out they did it in Camden as well in the United States. And it worked out well there. And so, like I said... I'm going to end I'm going to end it with I think that we can spend more on social programs without taking money from the police. I think we need to reallocate the police budget for less weapons and more training. And that's what I'm going to leave you all with. And so maybe some of you all agree, maybe some of you all disagree. I'm sure you'll let us know in the comments or somewhere. That being said, Shade, I uh, I did get a response about uh, our ghosting, our going ghost video. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Someone said, these are the four online dating trends to watch out for. Ghosting, when you simply stop responding to messages and appear to disappear 
off the face of the earth. Zombieing is when you ghost, but then you come back from the dead with a message out the blue. Benching is when you don't plan dates, but continue to text, DM, or FaceTime someone to keep them on your roster. And breadcrumbing is when you send random non-committal messages without ever committing to something worthwhile. You know, you give them just enough to keep them around. All four of those things you want to watch out for. Um, and so that was a little response from one of the viewers. They wanted to share. I thought it was a great share. Yeah. I wanted to share it too. No, that yeah. sounded good. I was going to say zombieing. Then I say on the last time, on the last episode, I got zombie show back up out of the blue, like shocked. Um, that being said, shade, the people do have a question for you and maybe I can help you afterwards. <laughs> okay. Sure. Virtual dating plus they want to know money in relationships. Is dating for the money okay? Would Ooh. you or would you allow it? Oh, okay. You know, that's a really good question. So let me let me start with this. Um, my mom, jokingly, jokingly, and I have to emphasize that, has told me many a times that she loves that I'm an artist and that she's so proud of me, all that good stuff but that I should probably find a rich girlfriend. <laughs> and um, in some ways, I can see what she's talking about. <laughs> like, Now, that said, I don't think I would be comfortable with that. I don't think I could ever date someone just because they had money. Like, I would need a personal connection. Maybe that's just me. I'm just like, I'm not in the gold-digging spirit. I'm more of a... More of a, I have to be able to connect with you on an interpersonal level kind of guy. But that said, like, I can understand where it comes from. Um, so this leads me to the idea of, like, sex work, which is an, a totally different topic. But I understand and respect the notion that some people make their living that way. While it's not something that I would personally ever participate in either being that person or receiving from said person, I can understand how that is a legitimate job. It requires legitimate talent, skill, ability, know-how. Like it's and it's a service. It's a legitimate service that some people honestly kind of in themselves desire or require and you know if there's a market for it, there's a market for it. Um, so in that sense, it's like, I can understand having some form of relationship for money, um, be it at a more like professional level. Um, but that could even include being like a sugar daddy or, you know, a sugar baby. I could see how like, you know, maybe they just want company or they just like, if you're a rich man and you, um, just want to make your other rich friends, jealous you you know get a like a supermodel girlfriend who is totally fine with just being at your place living there you don't even have to do anything you know you just spoil her and if she's good with that and you're good with that and you know all otherwise you guys just basically have like a relationship quote unquote yeah i don't necessarily see anything wrong with that if that's your personal decision um i don't know your thoughts uh, yeah, I mean, sugar babies and sugar mamas and daddies exist. Um, 
and that's what they are and I suppose uh I suppose that's what they're there for. Me personally, I would say that I don't mind somebody looking at me for money, but that can't be the reason they stay. And so Oh what yeah, I mean that's by that true. Is, yeah, I didn't answer that part. I wouldn't want a sugar baby myself either. I I mean, once again, I'd take a sugar baby, but it couldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be able to keep it up after a few months if like there wasn't something more there, if that makes sense. Like But at that like, point are they can, really a sugar baby? Well, sugar babies evolve. I mean, relationships evolve. You might have just been a fling, and then you ever seen that movie, uh, Friends with Benefits or No Strings Attached? I have seen No Strings Attached. They always fall. They always fall. Um, Yeah, in in Hollywood, Somebody always falls. The question is, is somebody going to catch somebody, or is somebody going to fall and bust their tail on the floor? Um, (laughs) But, uh, no, the truth is, I think that money is just like, looks like you don't start talking to someone because you saw their personality from across the room you saw the way they looked from across the room that's what made you go over there similar to the way like it's cool if the money was why you started talking started dating in the first place the looks but then like there should be something else there you see what I'm saying? Like I do. And you like, know, it's just, just like to how, clarify. Like, I meet up, you meet somebody, you're like, oh yeah, I like the way you look. Let's go on some dates. Where, what's the personality? It could be the same thing. I like your income. Let me find out more about you. And, and just to point it out, you know, that, that understanding of looks, it doesn't really boil down to just physical features. Like if you are, you know, like, in a class and you're listening to your professor and you realize that your professor is really passionate and intelligent and you are what's called um oh I want to call I want to say it's sapiosexual but I I could be wrong but it's the idea of being attracted to intelligence not necessarily looks but like someone who is intelligent and yeah maybe that just does it for you maybe just listening to them have that intelligence quality without really knowing anything about their personality is your thing you know and that's like kind of a quote-unquote looks if you will just kind of in a different sense very good point that is why you are a virtual dating plus guru shade they should call you mr shade (laughs) <laughs> so you teach guitar lessons during the day and then on the fireside chat you give uh lonely folks like me some advice <laughs> on, uh, how to find happiness well hopefully uh, you won't get zombied again hopefully i won't get zo- <laughs> no <laughs> uh, boy i sure hope not i mean it starts with a ghosting so hopefully that doesn't happen again but it but, is spooky um, season so <laughs> oh, i wouldn't God. be mad if i got ghosted in the month of october it's appropriate. I guess, you know, yeah, I was going to say, I guess I couldn't be mad. Ghosting, zombieing. You come back in the month of October, I guess I'll, I guess I'll shrug my shoulders and say that's fine. Like, <laughs> that being said, uh, time for the no huddle. There's no baseball today, but there was college football. 
So uh, the PS5 games list, we talked about it on our last episode, how they had released like 15 that they were advertising. And I brought up the idea maybe it was advertising, but they needed to clarify. They clarified. And the only games that are on PS4 only are Joe's Diner, Shodden, Hitman Go, We Sing, Robinson the Journey, Shadow Complex Remastered, Just Deal With It, TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge 2, Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma Volume 1, DWV and DWVR. And um, why did they pick any of those titles? Because I feel like they, they're not popular enough to port up. I've never even heard of, I've never even heard with any of them. I've never even heard of, I've heard of Just Sing, I think. I've never heard of We Sing. Yeah, I was going to say We Sing. Is that different than Just Sing? I've never heard of that either. You know, I'm excited that Minecraft isn't on this list. You'll be able to play the Minecraft PS4 edition on PS5. Excellent. They're probably telling a lie about that one. It's probably going to get added to the list. This episode ever gets picked up by anybody, anybody hears it, they're going to be like, yeah, you definitely got to pay for the new Minecraft. On every system, you have to pay for a new Minecraft. It's frustrating. It's ridiculous. (laughs) You get a new system, it's like, all right, here's my 20 bucks. Like, 300 for a Switch, here's 320. All right, throw the Minecraft on there. Um, That being said, Quentin Byfield drafted number two overall by the Kings, the highest ever uh, African-American to be uh, the highest ever position for an African-American hockey player to be drafted. Big news. Boy might be a star. Uh, LeBron and the Lake Show, they go for it again Sunday night. Man, I can't even comment on what happened that game. All I can say is I know there's a lot of people hating on the King, and so you know I'm taking your name down and we're trying you for treason. Like, I said it and I meant it. Baseball, shade. Down went your bankies. No, yeah, I know. And the Astros are cheating again. So if the if the well, Astros yeah, beat the Rays, the old Strohs, if man. the if the if the Strohs beat the Rays, I'm done. Like, Yo, the although, Rays were looking good though. That's why I said if they beat the if they beat the Rays, they're cheating again. Yup. They have they have too many injuries, too many lost pieces. I'm not trying to hear all that noise. Like, but um, Dodgers Astros the rematch that could be lit. Dodgers, you know, win. History has righted itself. It'd be a beautiful story. It'd be the day we heard him say, like, I, I tell you, it'd be a beautiful day in L.A. When the Dodgers bring one home, it'll be a beautiful day. I might have to fly out there. Uh, college football, down goes LSU, down goes Florida, and down goes Texas. After Alabama survived a thriller tonight, Shade, a thriller they let Ole Miss score 45 points on them. 45? And survived a thriller. Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. And then um, in the news of the stock market, the stock market is looking good. If you're not on Robin Hood, you don't know what's good. And I would advise you to figure it out very soon. Um, unfortunately, my favorite stock, any took a hit but the good news is when you've got a stock that's only two dollars it only goes down a couple cents so yeah yeah that's true now the issue with that is when you have a bunch of those stocks those cents add up those cents would definitely hurt you um 
that's not really it's not really a big deal. The stock market, it like my boy said, whenever something drops, it just means it's on sale. Yeah. It, it come back up. You gotta you gotta look into what you're buying, you know, and really believe in the product, you know, Apple, Microsoft, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, whatever you believe in. Gold, silver, I don't really believe in cryptos because I can't see them. That's just me, kind of old-fashioned like that, but that's just me. Um, that being said, Shade, I, uh, I think it's time to leave the people with, uh, maybe you could play a little music. I could, uh, I could leave them with this. It's by Martin Luther King Jr. He said, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Bible said, love thy enemy. Find it in your heart, somehow, some way. A fire can't be put out by another fire. It takes water to do that. I believe Martin Luther, Dr. King said that as well. And so, I'm going to advise you all to just, the love in your heart, amplify it. Amplify it for the people you already love. Amplify it for the people you like. Bring people in closer. Your coworkers, let them know you love them. They might get on your nerves, but you love them. It wouldn't be the same without them. And if you give that love, I promise you'll feel it in return. Thanks for joining us tonight. Be sure to hit the uh, that like and subscribe button. Follow whatever social media, whatever media you're listening on. We appreciate you, your time. 86.5 The Vibe, your boy Jackie C. And Shade. This has been a fireside chat.